The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to the repack for Acme Packing Company. I'm Justice Mosqueda. I'm joined here by Evan Tex Western. Say what's up to people, Tex. Hey, I, uh, you know, last week I was gone. I was out on vacation. I was out in the middle of nowhere with no cell signal during the Packers loss to the Jets. And I figured that that was going to be a nice, um, good mental health day for me and come back and beat up on a bad Washington team and, and hopefully get things right. And boy, was I wrong. That was, man, today was rough. Today was even rougher, I think, than I would have felt after last week in a way. Yes. Yeah. It's, we've had a terrible four game stretch. Mm-hmm. Bailey Zappi, third string quarterback, took him to overtime and then losses to Daniel Jones at ungodly hours in the morning, <laughs> Zach Wilson, and now uh, Taylor Heineke, who we signed him in the XFL. We oh tried God, to, get that's right. to get him as a starting quarterback and they would not take him. So he was a backup quarterback for the St. Louis Battlehawks. We, to, lost, to be, we lost to man. Oh my goodness. To be fair, the the Taylor Heineke that was there in the first half looked like a guy who should not have been starting in the XFL. Yes. Uh Taylor Heineke, second half, different story. But um God, I I I am coming out of this game feeling like there were like eight plays in that first half. That if the Packers make any of those eight plays, this is a totally different game. And they made one of those and they needed like one more, right? We had the Devondre Campbell pick six, which was great. And that gave us a little bit of a boost and we were all kind of, all right, feeling, feeling good about the defense, but they had what three or four picks go right through their hands in the first half. Rasul had at least two Jair, I think had one. And again, uh, uh, teams adjusting at halftime and the Packers not and they just come out and get crushed and give out what 20, 20 straight points. I think it was at one point to Washington. Yeah. Like this is, this is a, a coaching staff that really just does not seem like they have any idea how to adjust in game. Which is crazy. Cause I thought I've always felt like LaFleur's done a pretty good job of that. And he's done a good job of riding the hot hand, especially with offensive skill players. It's why you can get a guy like an Alan Lazard to develop into an Alan Lazard because he's actually getting opportunities to do it, right? Or, yeah. or Robert Tonyan, something like that. Barry seemingly has struggled with that, right? Like the Detroit game last year, right? Where LaFleur basically has to yell at him at halftime and be like, we have to blitz him because if Jerry Goff is just sitting back there patting the ball, he's of course he's going to be able to complete some of these things. Like that's who he is. I thought the defense did fine, but 
on the offensive side of the ball, I don't even know what you do. I mean, hopefully Bakhtiari comes back, which like that's a whole thing in and of itself. But like Rogers was talking about like these wide receivers, they had like eight different mess ups in the game. And I just don't know how that's going to get better. I don't think trading for someone is going to make that any better. Right. I mean, this no. is like a, a learning, like a system thing. Like this is just like a learning curve. Um, that doesn't get better just because you add a more talented wide receiver. That guy also then has to learn plays. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how this plays out in the next week. Cause the Packers technically right now, they have an open roster spot, right? They put two guys on IR. They put Cobb and Hanson on IR and they That's activated right. um, Tammy Watkins uh, from injured reserve. He began practicing with the team this week. Technically they have an open roster spot. They didn't call anywhere. They didn't move anyone um up from the practice squad to the active roster today but it'll be interesting to see we we had this conversation in the apc slack like should they be buyers or sellers and i really don't know at this point because like maybe they should be sellers maybe you should try to get what you can out of yeah i mean amos it doesn't seem like they're going to keep amos right lowry if anyone wants lowry oh take him have have fun um <laughs> and then like i don't know are you gonna give elton jenkins a super contract because if not you should get something back for him yep well and think about it too is there's one more game before between now and the trade deadline that game is on sunday night at buffalo next sunday that's there's there is no way that the team that that came out these last three games the, the way they looked has any chance of of hanging with buffalo let alone beating them now Again, we, we've seen Packers teams surprise and do crazy things before, but there's there's absolutely nothing that that leads me to think that that's a possibility here. So why, why would you be a buyer if you're going to be going into the trade deadline at three and five? You've still got games against Dallas and Tennessee and at Philly on Sunday night coming out of um, coming out of the, the trade deadline. Then you've still got uh, a Monday night game against the Rams you know the the schedule just this was supposed to be the easy stretch of the schedule <laughs> that's the worst part like we were talking about this should be you know these are all three winnable games and this team should be 5 and 2 or 6 and 1 going into that buffalo game and here we are sitting at 3 and 4 you said it a couple of weeks ago this now comes down to a one game season for me and it's beat mccarthy when he comes back to lambo and yeah. <laughs> like and then and then just you know see what else happens and and come back and figure out what the hell to do in the off season. I'm trying to look up right now what so the Packers the Packers Super Bowl odds are somehow still higher than the Giants. <laughs> I can't believe that. Let me see uh, if there's I'm trying to see if I can get them in the playoffs or not. I don't think we can. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But okay, division winners? Nope. That's not updated either. Dang it. Um, this team is bad. I'm looking at this. I, they, that's all I got for you this week. Yeah. Next gen stats. I'm looking at uh, the passing chart that they have. Oh. like the, the player tracking stuff, right? Rogers had 35 passes today for 194 yards. <clears throat> A lot of that was in the second half, right? I mean, the first half, how many yards did they, the, the, they combined had like 80 well, something. Look, 51 of those yards came in those last two plays, the 30 yarder to Watkins True. and then the one to Tunyon. So in, in effect, before those two, 
those two throws on that last those last 30 seconds he had 33 attempts for 140 yards essentially like that's this is i i i assumed that he would start to decline a little bit i did not expect this level of decline this quickly um from from this quarterback it just it's it's unfathomable and and it's not just him right like Tom Brady's going through a lot of the same stuff right now it seems like um they just lost an upset to an even worse Carolina team that just traded away like their only other good weapon or two uh on offense and and still has no quarterback so um I mean it's I know it's going around but that still the fact that the NFC sucks does not make me feel any better about this no I mean at the end of the day the team's going to be three and five. It's going to be hard to make the playoffs at three and five. I don't know mm-hmm. what that little, we look at that playoff chart early on in the season, right. To show you guys like going and two just decimates your ability to, to make the playoffs, but three and five, I know it's an uphill climb, even though there's seven teams now that make it in. Um, Rogers had two completions over 10 yards today in those 35 attempts. One was that throw to, to Tunyon over the middle. Um, the other one was the touchdown. It's bad. It's bad. And I don't think it's going to get better. And I don't know what you do. Because if, if you're losing the backup quarterbacks, what can you do? I mean, the defense played decent today. Yeah. Yeah, the, the issue with the defense continues to be, can they get off the field between the 20s? Like the red zone defense was the big deal last year, right? Anytime a team got in the red zone, they were they were scoring a touchdown. This year, that's not the case. They're forcing a ton of field goals. But they just can't get off the field and force punts unless they have, you know, a, a a holding penalty on the offense or a sack or something. If there's any sort of sustained drives, they're just not not getting it done. Um, and, and I don't know, I don't know where the fix is for that, other than like fixing the run defense, which clearly is not going to happen <laughs> this year. Yeah, like they just don't have the personnel for it, and um, it, it's it's the same issues you know, week after week that we see on defense. But again, to your point, that that wasn't the reason this team lost this game. Um, it was a, there were some, again, some missed opportunities in the first half. But you look at Amari fumbling a punt again. Um, you And then you just keep looking at this offense. What, what I want to know is, is there something about the LaFleur Shanahan tree, or is it just a LaFleur thing that, a, a straight drop back passing game is impossible within this scheme, right? Like that's been the problem in, in the losses that we've had in the LaFleur era is when they get in third and longs or they get behind and they have to just go to the drop back passing game that it doesn't work. And, and the offense bogs down and then Rogers goes a little hero ball. So what, how do you fix that? Like, is that just simply a schematic thing that you've you've built this team around the play action pass and the run game and and now the RPOs and and you just don't have a way to um to run that drop back game? I don't know. It's something to look into because I mean they were terrible on third down today. I saw what was it, the first time since like nineteen ninety nine that they didn't convert a third down. Yep. So I mean that's a long I mean, that's pre Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs was like, yeah, he was <laughs> negative years old at that point. Um, just a lot of weird things in this game. I thought they were doing a pretty good job of doing the pin and pull stuff. And they were mm-hmm. having those toss sweeps too. I thought the, the run game wasn't as bad as it looked like on paper. 
Um, obviously there was that like big lull in like the second quarter and stuff where they it looked like they couldn't get anything going, but early on in the game, they busted a pin and pull out. And then later in the game, they were able to move the ball a little bit. I, I don't know. Tamari to Ray got a start. Yeah. He hadn't played but, in a game yet. What the heck are we doing? I don't, that, that'll be interesting. Like, I'll be curious if, if you look back at like the, the drive starter, right. You talk about that a lot that they do mm-hmm. weird stuff on those drive starters. Like I'll be very curious if, you know, to look back at that play and what were they, what were they doing? What were they trying to do, you know, with him out on the field on that one? It's so weird. Yeah. They use him. They use uh, Tyler Davis. A lot, a lot of guys like that. This is drive starters, which to me doesn't make any sense. I mean, Take a yep. play action shot or something on first down if you if you want to. Like that's the time to do it. Amari has got to go. It's, I know he got to play offense time. today. Good for don't, him. Don't care. He's got to go. It's it, it's. It, <laughs> you can't have ball security issues as a punt returner who doesn't make plays. Yeah. How much longer can this go on? Can I? I I, I don't know if Kylan Hill can return punts. We know he can take kickoffs, but I was thinking when you said we've got an open roster spot, maybe that's maybe they're saving mm-hmm. it for Kylan Hill to come off PUP. But that still only, as far as I know, solves the kick return question. And and actually, I think I saw they had Keyshawn Nixon back on kick returns today anyway, yeah. instead of Amari. So you still need to find a punt returner. Um, unfortunately, with all the drops that Dobbs has had, at this point, I don't know that I'm willing to trust him at that spot either. Um, Dobbs is so weird because uh, he has soft hands, but they're very weak too. Yeah. Like he can pinch a ball out of the air unless you breathe on him. Right. Like it, it's a, it's a very weird thing that he has going on. Cause he does make some pretty incredible catches mm-hmm. at times. It's just like th- th- through contact, he's not going to keep a hold of that thing. And right. that's a real bummer. It's a tough one. I mean, he we had the fourth down. There was a third down conversion in there too somewhere. Um, so I mean, that's at least two, you know, drive killers that that he had that that go off his hands. And we can talk about Rogers, you know, and and his accuracy on some of those too, um, because I think that that plays into it. And then on the fourth down, the whole Sammy Watkins brain fart with you know running a, an out and up yeah. instead of actually blocking his man. So I mean, that certainly plays into it, but. Um, Dude, you gotta you've gotta fight through traffic and hold on to the ball. Yeah. Um, quick update. Jets Broncos, Zach Wilson, who beat us last week, right? <sighs> Four of eight for 17 yards, two sacks for 15. So he's had 10 dropbacks for two yards net against the Broncos. We're a bad football team. Have have we officially agreed all the tweets? And all the comments from the Packers players about how good the defense was looking in training camp was just a product of the offense was terrible. They had rookies out there. Jake Hansen was starting consistently at like right guard and stuff. It had nothing to do with how good the defense actually was. A hundred percent. It was the, the, the 2021 jets factor that yeah. you're going up against a bad unit. So of course you're going to look good. Yep. Yep. No question. God. Devondre pick six. That's fun. The best moment of this yeah. week. Oh yeah, no that that one or the the Rogers scramble the the second touchdown to Aaron Jones. Um, yeah. As far as just a pure uh, exciting play 
that one I think takes the cake for me. Um, and that's one of those, that's a classic Rogers play. He actually escaped the pocket, something he hasn't done basically all season yeah. and, you know, made something out of a broken play and, and, you know, tossed a, tossed a dime to Jones in the front of the end zone. But um, yeah, the, the pick six was fun. And I don't know. How do we feel about Devon Dury's game overall today though? He had a, I think he had a TFL on a swing pass too, but yeah. Um, all in all, I thought he looked okay. Um, he didn't look like bad Devondre that we've seen the last couple of weeks, but he's still not like all pro player caliber pro player like he was a year ago. I agree with that. I mean, it's a C, yeah, maybe B minus grade game mm-hmm. for a guy who's had a bunch of D's and F's. So yeah. at least it's trending in the positive direction. I mean, right. could have been worse. Um, the other thing too, like we're talking about like plays that usually don't happen a lot we were talking about that earlier Jair got bombed by Terry for a touchdown mm-hmm. uh just sneezed um he got bombed by Terry for a touchdown I don't know how many times that's going to happen so like Mm-mm. obviously that that kind of opened the game up right I mean that's when Heineke was really struggling and all that and he hardly had any passing yards and neither did the Packers I think that was kind of a tipping point in the game and Packers just couldn't punch back they just never have enough to punch back. Yeah. Well, and you definitely aren't going to be able to punch back when you keep having self-inflicted wounds. All these, all the penalties that they had today, um, you know, a couple of dumb ones on defense, a couple of, I mean, I, I still come back to the the illegal contact call on Eric Stokes that wipes out the the scoop and score touchdown from Russell Douglas. Um, I, I don't, I don't understand that call. It, it, to my eye, it certainly didn't look like, Stokes initiated any of the contact. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't see where where the penalty is there. And that's another one where if that flag isn't thrown, that's seven points going the other way, and and you've got a totally different ball game. And we're talking about how the defense has you know put up two touchdowns instead of you know is is unable to get off the field in in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I thought I thought the defense has been playing better. Even mm-hmm. the Jets, obviously, was frustrating watching them get worn down. But they did get worn down. And then yeah. they did have that goal line stand at the very end of the game. Um, it wasn't like the Giants game where it's just like, holy crap, we, we just can't. We can't play yeah. defense anymore. Right. Um, one last thing before we get to the vibe checks. Did you see the Jay Sternberger tweet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one of the best tweets I've seen in a long time. Jay Sternberger, former Packers tight end, who was famously, uh, at least in terms of like the Packers blogosphere, was drafted one pick ahead of Terry McLaurin, tweeted out, I can't believe the Packers didn't draft McLaurin after he had that touchdown on uh, Jair. (laughs) Everyone in the comments is just like, just like, it's just emojis. All it is is random emojis. Oh, my Um, God. Good for him. Seems yep. to have a sense of humor. Yep. <sighs> All right. Time for a break before we give uh, the Packers terrible grades. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. All right. Offense, grades, vibe check. The offensive line was good today. Yeah. Better, yeah. Let's 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 get into that a little bit, right? I mean, no Bakhtiari, which all right, here we're here we are sitting Friday afternoon. Bakhtiari practices all three days. We're feeling good. Then Saturday shows up on the injury report questionable. And then this morning, there's the report from Rappaport saying, well. With Bakhtiari maybe out, that that's gonna throw the Packers' whole plan of moving Elton Jenkins to guard into into flux and and you know questioning whether or not they're gonna do that. Zach Tom comes in, plays left tackle, plays pretty darn good, I thought. Yeah, and we've been we've been this is this is what we've been calling for this whole time, right? Put Tom at right tackle, get 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 Elton back into guard, um, and profit and. <laughs> It it was the wrong tackle spot, but it still ended up working out pretty darn good for the most part. Yeah, I I thought the team played a whole lot better. I mean, obviously, Jenkins looked like a fish out of water at tackle at times. Um, I don't know if it was a left or right thing. It's it's worth noting, you know, they moved Jen- Jenkins to left guard and they pushed out John Run- John Runyon Jr. to right guard. So there was a whole swap on the offensive line for everyone starting other than uh, Myers at center. Right. Um, so one thing I did good. One thing I hadn't thought about was keeping Runyon and Nyman together, moving them mm-hmm. from both together from the left side to the right side. I hadn't thought about that until just now. I wonder if that was, um, if it was for a continuity and a kind of chemistry thing rather than, you know, at at the point once you realize that Bakhtiari is not going to play, you know, my my thought was, all right, put Nyman back at left tackle and put Zach Tom in on the right side. Um, but I do wonder if they if they kept Nyman there on the right side to to keep him with Runyon and to to keep those two guys together because they've been playing together basically this whole season. Yeah, it's weird because they've all kind of played on the left side, right? I mean, yeah. Jenkins recently has been playing on the right side, but everyone for the most part during their careers has been playing on the left. I like this because now it's like, okay, let's say Nyman doesn't look good at right tackle, right? Now you have film for Zach Tom. Like now we have yeah. competition there. Like mm-hmm. that, all we're asking for is an open competition. I feel like none of us are asking for anything more than that. Like, yeah. On the defensive line, I would like to see TJ Slayton and I would like to see De- uh, Devontae Wyatt getting just a couple more snaps so that we can actually evaluate these guys. Yep. I don't I don't know if Devontae Wyatt's good or not. I don't know if he's 
terrible and going to be a bust. And we drafted a 24 year old rookie who can't get on the field. <laughs> I don't know any of that because we haven't seen him on the field long enough to actually be able to evaluate him. I just want a little bit more open competitions in some of these spots, the offensive line, the defensive line, I think probably cornerback would have been a position that I would have wanted to see more competition at the slot um, up until recent weeks. But yeah, I mean, it's all we're asking for because I, I understand it's probably not going to get better in season, but if there's a chance, I would like to take that chance. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and Tom's the guy that based on what we saw in the preseason, there, there is clearly a chance of him contributing right during the regular season this year. He looked good as a as a tackle, and to, I mean, I, I thought he looked better as a tackle than he did as a guard in the preseason, yeah. just because he can he can get out and use his, his athletic ability a little bit better, and and he is a little lighter. So, the the fact that it took this long for for him to potentially get a little bit of run, um, and it, it was it was finally like right when the when the lineup was announced and we started seeing who the the line was in warmups it's like yes finally the uh the 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 prayers of acme packing company have finally been answered and we finally get to see what this guy can do in in some real game action and like i said i think he i think he looked really solid and you've got some uh some good good tape to work on and it's not like he went up against a you know a scrub defensive line either they right first round picks across the everywhere board. right so he saw a lot of montez sweat and i know they did a lot of stuff to kind of minimize his impact right the the touchdown pass to jones on the interior they had jones kind of chip him a little and then release um they did a few different things with with giving tom a little help but um but even so i i thought he he had a, a really good debut and, and i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do moving forward yeah i'm excited i, I want to get a phone breakdown on him up on the site at some point this week. Offensively, vibe check. I feel like I'm more confident in the run game right now than I was last week. I feel like the offensive line is getting better. But the wide receivers are disappointing, and Aaron Rodgers, what the hell? I mean, I understand it's not all on him, but he's also not playing well, and it's okay to say he's not playing well. There's like a weird camps right now where it's like he's either the worst person in the world or he's the best person in the world. And it's like, okay, we can admit like these five passes sucked. And then like these five passes, the wide receivers messed up. It's a both thing. It's not an either or thing. This is not mutually exclusive. exclusive. Everybody can be playing like kind of sort of crappy and it's, it's okay to acknowledge it. Agreed. So I think, the O-line in the run game is trending up. I think the passing game is trending down. Yep. I didn't think it was possible. Did you <laughs> could you imagine coming in? Because I, I was fully aware of like I thought Romeo Dobbs probably would start the year as the fourth wide receiver, which is what he was until some injuries came along, right? Um, I didn't think there was gonna be a savior in terms of the passing game, right? But I didn't I legit don't think. I could have fathomed it being this bad. Yeah. Where you're completing one pass beyond 20 yards and, and or beyond 10 yards in 35 pass attempts. I legitimately could not imagine post Devonte looking this bad this year. Yep. I agree. And, and I think we all expected to get more out of Christian Watson early. Um, and damn, I, I'm still like, we're going to have nightmares about that drop in yeah. Minnesota. We we might have nightmares about that for for years at this point. Like what 
what could be what could have been if yeah. uh you know i don't I, obviously that's that's putting too much on the one on the kid for uh for one mistake but um yeah it's it's amazing and and like now now i'm at the point right get to race some some runs some like actual playing time and see what this guy can do because yeah. he was a solid deep threat at nebraska and montana um he at least in the preseason it seemed like he had maybe a little bit stronger hands through the catch point than than dobbs does um yeah dobbs is if like you said if if you're within a yard of him and and you 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 know breathe on the guy he's he's dropping the football so let's see what Ture can do because what do you have to lose at this point i'm starting to get to that point like next week in buffalo i think they're gonna you know they're gonna keep the the rotation going um they're gonna drop to five three and five they're probably gonna get their asses kicked and um and again at that point like now you're starting to move into future player eval mode because 100 yeah again sitting at three and five yeah they made the playoffs at four and six in 2016 with the whole run the table thing but it's really freaking hard to do that and it's it's certainly not something that you can count on you need to be getting some tape on some of these young guys and figure out what what you can do with them what you've got in them and and yeah to your point before i want to see some more wyatt i want to see some more slayton um i want to see some toure and um you know maybe if if kylan hill comes back and gets a little healthy maybe you mix him in a little bit as a change of pace and see if if you've got something there for the inevitable aaron jones cap casualty probably this coming off season so um by the way how do you feel about that because watching these past couple games man like he's all they got got it they got to keep him yeah they have he's That's, that's their offense he's yeah and like look today he got 17 touches uh eight carries nine receptions on 10 targets right some of that was just the fact that the the offense had no flow whatsoever um but you're you're they're they're running everything through him and even when they're not giving him a ton of touches it feels like they're running everything still through him anyway um because it's like, yeah, they end up in split back gun and then they yep. motion the guys to the wings and you're like, oh shit, Aaron Jones is lined up as a tight end. Be aware Aaron Jones is lined up as a tight end. Like, yeah, it, he's the focal point of their offense. Yeah. He's more important to their offense. Who, who? Okay. Let's do this. Oh, this is boy. An evil question. This oh, is no. An evil question. Which would be more impactful? Aaron Jones going down or Aaron Rodgers going down? <laughs> I knew that's what was coming. Um, I think it's Jones. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, <laughs> it's at least a conversation, right? It's it's at yeah. least damn close. I don't think they can cap casualty Jones this upcoming year. That's why I'm like, we got to start having real questions yeah. about like. I think Gary, right? Gary is playing so well. You have to give him yep. the money. You have to. It's the reason why you drafted a developmental guy as your third edge rusher with like a top 10 pick basically. And you developed him into who Gary is now. Right. But then like, once you start like, right. Lowry clearly isn't going to be back. Amos, they had a decision to either extend him or, or mess around with his, his money and give him void years. They chose to give him void years. I still don't understand that one, but anyway, and Elm Jenkins, like, if he's going to get Quentin Nelson money, like, I don't know if they can afford that. Because uh-uh. if he's not playing at the, if he's not playing like Quentin Nelson, 
they can't get over the Rodgers deal, the Bakhtiari deal, and another major contract on the offensive line to not have a good pass protection and passing game. Like, so, so yeah, here's the question with Jones, right? He's got a $20 million cap hit in 2023. So 7 million of that is a roster bonus. So we're going to know, you know, early on in March, what they're going to do with him, but he's got probably 15 mil that you can between base salary and roster bonus that you can spread out. If you, you know, void tack on a whole bunch of void years into 27 or whatever it is. Um, So, you know, you could maybe get his cap hit down to like six, seven mil by spreading. Well, that's probably more like eight by spreading out the rest of that, you know, across the next couple of years. I think at this point you probably do it. Yeah. Uh, you should. I yeah. think you should. The other thing too, Rogers brought up a couple weeks ago that, you know, obviously the development of the wide receivers is probably going to decide a lot if he's going to retire or not at the end of the year. Like he was pretty yeah. candid about that. The Packers are on the hook for so much money if Rogers does retire. That like yeah. a lot of that does depend on Rogers, but like an ayahuasca trip to decide blow it up mode or not. Like that's, that's where we're at now. Like Rogers is all decisions in terms of personnel have to go through the, the prism of viewing it through the lens of Rogers and his contract and the dead caps, even though he retires. And if he retires, is the team going to go after his bonus? Who knows? Like that'll have a camp cap implication and stuff like that. Remember Andrew Luck, when he retired, the the, uh, Colts didn't go after his money. Um, a lot of things that are going to hinge on this offense, which I think yeah. is, I'm going to say firmly a four out of 10. The offensive line is trending in the right direction. Everything else mm-hmm. is trending opposite. It feels like. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm feeling even a little more pessimistic. I'm, I'm down at like a three and it's just because that the, the there's been no semblance of deep passing game. Um, where where is the under center play action stuff? Like that's that's completely gone out of the playbook too. It seems like. So I, th- I think what teams are doing because Rogers talked about this a little bit on. Was it? I don't even know if it was McAfee. It, it might have been McAfee, um, last week, where he was like, "What teams are doing basically to the Packers?" And it it's a pretty damning thing that they're doing this, and he's admitting it. Is under center they're playing him too high, right? Because they want to slash the edges, they want to cover deep shots. That's what they want to do. Yeah. Other than when Dylan and Mercedes Lewis are in the game, and then they spin into single high, and they're like, "You're obviously <laughs> going to run because Mercedes uh... and Dylan are in the game." And then in in the gun, teams are getting into one high because they want to stop the RPO. That's it. So I guess like the answer is, what you run more against two high boxes, which like obviously, please please do that. I like Aaron Jones, give him the ball as many times as possible. But in the passing game, it's okay. What are we going to do? Take deep shots against single high safeties. That's what they've been doing. Those are all those sideline shots and slot fade and stuff. So I don't like, I don't know. And I I don't know if talent is a problem. It's probably a problem to a certain extent, especially at wide receiver. But like, I don't think that's going to get fixed. It's October 23rd. Some guy isn't going to come in learn a new system and then everything's going to be hunky dory. Like it's an evaluation year. It is what it is. Beat McCarthy, eat at Arby's. Like that's <laughs> where I'm at for the season. Uh, I'll drink to that. 
<laughs> Defensively, I feel better. I legit do. I know on the scoreboard it's over 21 points, and it's like usually 21 is like that line of like you win or lose ball games. But you know, the muffed right, the muffed punt spotted a, a field goal at the very least. I think the team yeah. played pretty good. If you're saying Terry McLaurin is one on one with anyone, he's running up the sideline on a shot play. Who do you want covering him? You would say it's Jair. Jair Every time. Hip. So like yep. that one, you just kind of live with it, I guess. Yeah. So. That know, was like, that was a ridiculous throw by Heineke too. Uh, I I think we need to acknowledge that that yeah. was that was an absolute dime, and it's something he hadn't done the entire game up to that point. So, yeah, yeah. hats off. He had like forty yards at that point <laughs> in the game. It was ridiculous. I think I think I'll, I'll give the defense like a six. Yep. I think they're trending in the right direction. I still don't. They don't get enough penetration plays. Did Gary come back? From the concussion, I remember he got pulled out and had an evaluated. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I remember seeing him come back in after that point. So we'll have to monitor that throughout the week. Um, because because Enigbari came in and got the uh the sack uh the yeah. next series, I think. But yeah, that'll be one to watch. So if he's if he's out any length of time, obviously that's a that's a rough one. But I, I'm with you on a six. Um, I'm just again, I'm checking up next week as as a lost cause and, you know, come back, try to, you know, beat Detroit, salvage some semblance of sanity before, um, before you have to deal with Dallas coming in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then last one, special teams, <laughs> Amari zero, Amari yep. negative 10, <laughs> the rest of the special teams, like in eight. Like, yeah. You guys, are, you guys are fine. You guys are doing great, honey. Keep it up. Uh, turn turn the locker room on Amari, and we might win some ball games down the stretch. <laughs> Can somebody please please just drop a dumbbell on his toe? Someone, like, someone, what is it called? Is it like the I five murderer? Is that what his name is? <laughs> the guy oh, who the Packers had in camp. Yeah. Oh my god. He went to Portland State, my <laughs> alma mater. Someone is in my mentions right now, trying to get me to release Randy Woodfield from uh, oh my god. the Oregon State Penitentiary right now. So. That's how Packers fans are feeling let's, about this game. Let's yeah, let's let's not go quite that far. Guys. Yeah, it's a step, it's a one step I, too far. Every everything I know about Amari is he seems like a pretty good dude. He's just not good at returning punts, and we need to make that not be a thing anymore. I just, it's crazy, man. I remember I looked it up on PFF and was like, all right, give me punt returner grades for the last two years. Right, <laughs> it was like second to worst last year coming into it and this is a guy who like how can you be that bad keep your job and have ball security issues i understand he's a draft pick Goot, you're gonna have plenty of time to develop your draft picks this season i promise you there's gonna be uh, plenty of time where you're not competing for wins or losses this year where your draft picks your pretty little draft picks yeah. are gonna get some playing time they gotta make a change at punt returner it's ridiculous oh my god but again, like who who does it now? I mean, at this point, again, throw Dobbs back there. Fine, I don't care yeah. if if he's gonna if he's got rough hands, he can't do any worse than Amari has been doing. So, I I don't know. Well, speaking of getting getting draft picks some run, um, comment from Zach Tom in the locker room that just came across Twitter that says this this is this is a little scary. Uh, you can he, he apparently didn't know he was going to start until this morning when he got to the stadium. 
but he said that on Saturday, you just see it the way Bakhtiari looks in practice sometimes. You've always got to be ready. That's not a Jeez. that's not a comment that really instills a whole lot of confidence in you. So he says, pretty much any week with Dave, you just know the knee, anything can happen. So this is really no different than any other week. Oh. Bakhtiari has a $23.1 million <laughs> dead cap next year and a $29.1 million cap hit if he's not released. So this yeah. is one of the worst contracts in sports, in the history of sports. Has to be. Yeah. And, and be. again, it, you feel like I, I feel bad for the guy, but I do too. Yeah, this is just this like is brutal. Like, oh God. A, a flight made him from a full go to being out for the game. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Roger said the same thing. He said he learned when everyone else did. So, yeah. Crazy. All right. Let's crazy get you stuff. out of here. Let's get you out of here. Um, yeah. Keep it up on the site. Keep it up on the feed. Uh, we started off with bad juju this whole week. I didn't get a. I I didn't get to uh, do intercepted with Mark Bullock. Yeah, we had like five schedule changes, and then I was going to record with Matub, and Matub at the Cheese Factory. All the power went out. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, I got to stay away from people. This week oh, had my God. this week had trap week written all over it. Yeah, I was, was I like, was in. Look, God. Washington is terrible. But we're also bad. We could easily lose this game. I'm. Is yep. there any game, Detroit? Are you confident oh. we're gonna win that game? No, no. no. I'm not confident we're gonna win any game. Amon Ross, Saint Brown, and Jamal Williams might go off for 300 yards combined against us in that game. For all I know, I don't know. Like, Speed McCarthy, Aiden Hutchinson might get four sacks in that game. Who the hell knows? Yes, just beat Mike, beat McCarthy, and we'll we'll get the rest of the season as a as some development on these young guys and and move on go pack go go pack go